Greetings. Salutations. I'm Frances. I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. So today is September 25th. We're trying something new. We're recording in the wee hours of the morning. Well, not the wee hours. It's like 7.30. But <laughs> yes, it is, it is relatively early. Not super early, but for us, so we're enjoying a little, a little coffee together, a little coffee mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. with this sweater weather. Um, all right, so weather. I'll give a little s- synopsis of the section we read, and then we'll just dive into the plot, shall we? That sounds lovely. All right, so we read this section beginning with Sunday, October 26th, 2 a.m., Lily's bedroom, through the section Thursday, October 30th, English. All right, so the synopsis of the section. On a dare to sleep over at Lily's, Mia drops an eggplant out of the Moskowitz's 16th story window. Michael tackles her and chastises them for breaking the law. Helen is planning a wedding on Halloween, complete with costumes at City Hall with Mia in attendance. Little do they know that Grammaire is also planning a lavish wedding at the plaza for 350 guests. Philippe later assures Mia that he's handling the situation. Mia faces backlash after the airing of her interview on 24-7, having called her friends freaks, accused her teacher of negligence, and claiming that the jocks and cheerleaders run the school. Principal Gupta encourages Mia to get more involved in extracurriculars and suggests that Lily may be a negative influence on her. Michael invites Mia to join him at the computer club's group outing to the Halloween midnight showing of Rocky Horror. Mia's biology partner, Kenny, also mentions that she should join them, Kenny also being a member of the computer club. Mia gets several kind emails from Josie Rocks, who still refuses to reveal his identity. Mia's maternal grandparents, Mama and Papa, show up in New York City all the way from Versailles, Indiana, with Mia's cousin Hank, who joins her at school. Hank is instantly popular, and all the girls at school are quite taken by him. Later that day, Lily and Hank go missing. When Mia asks Lily later where they were, Lily replies, just walking around. Later that night, Mia sees Lily was secretly filming her at the sleepover, discussing her plans to turn the palace in Genovia into an animal shelter. The episode ends with the caption, Don't believe the hype. This is the real interview with the Princess of Genovia. <laughs> and well synopsis done. completed. Thank you. That's so good. Jordan's <laughs> the um, number okay. one reader in our graduating class. Then that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So, in my opinion, the central theme of this section is family pressure. We get a lot of pressure on Mia from a lot of different angles of family, uh, mostly grandmothers. Yes. Both her grandmothers <laughs> are putting the pressure on. Grandmere is pressuring really all of them about this wedding. Uh, Mama is just kind of a tacky bitch <laughs> are we calling her mama because i was reading it as mama oh is it mama that's i'm only oh, that taking it from sense. my and very Papa. southern family and calling you're my probably grandmother right. mama um yeah we had mama and papa yeah. i think it's i think you're right i think it's mama because okay. i i was reading it m-a-w you. but you're right it's m-a-m-a-w mama so it's mama um, my mistake <laughs> <laughs> thank you for admitting it <laughs> um and then they kind of they force mia into taking hank to school which she doesn't really want to do which, yeah that's an um, odd 
so that choice. sort of was my uh real what jumped out at me most about this section and yeah Mia, of course is like okay <laughs> to everything <laughs> well and grammar pressuring people in general is not mm-hmm. really crazy no, but it is unique kind of times 10 in this mm-hmm. little section because she doesn't even for a second consider that helen might not want a wedding she's like no obviously yes right. you're gonna have a wedding and i'm gonna do it and don't philip's paying for it don't worry <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's yeah it's really intense because she's just like no it's happening accept it <laughs> Right, like obviously we're doing this. Why wouldn't yes. we be doing this? Um, and we'll we'll dive into more uh, the ins and outs of the uh, the details around that in the next episode. But let's let's talk about the plot. Let's let's give our thoughts on uh, what happened in this section. Let's start with the sleepover because that's where it starts. I thought this section was really interesting, but also um, I don't know. I sort of have it in my outdated social norms because having them. S- like confess their sins and their sins are that they're 14 and they french kiss someone yeah (laughs) kind of weird and and like shaming them which i found so odd also lily is she i i mean she's just kind of like a bully in the sense that she's the something that really struck me in this section is mia Mia's all nervous about truth or dare because she says Lily forced her, quote unquote, to run up and down, not the Moskowitz's apartment hall, but the hall of the apartment building naked, forced her. And in, you know, my mind, I'm thinking nobody can force you to do anything like that. Like you, you said yes, but Lily bullied her into it right. knowing she's weak. But how gross is that? Like and unsafe. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, you don't know who is living in that building. I mean, presumably it's, you know, an upper class area because that's what we're told. But it's still very (laughs) dangerous for a 14-year-old to be running Mm -hmm. around naked. Like, that's absolutely crazy. And yeah, you're right. It was, Mia was like, I really didn't want to, but like, Lily told me I had to because it was truth or dare. And it's like, Lily clearly just is hard and fast about this. She's like, no, you have to. You're doing it. (laughs) You have to do it. It's a dare. So they play Truth or Dare, and um, Mia's all distraught because everybody's made out with somebody except her. Um, And so Lily punishes her with a dare, and she quote-unquote punishes her um, (laughs) for not having made out with anyone, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, which is also seems cruel and strange. (laughs) Yeah, so Lily is a bit of a bully in this section, and it Mm -hmm. is a weird dare because I feel like Lily – does know that dropping things out of buildings in New York is illegal because I know that and I don't live in New York. Right. Yeah. And I I wonder if I knew that when we were 14. Mm. I feel like if you live in New York and you're 14, you probably know that. Yeah. If you live in New York, yeah, like as an adult, I know that. <laughs> yeah, good point. I probably didn't know that at 14 mm-hmm. except for in the context of this book. Um, right. Yeah, it is. And then, of course, it's very nice that Michael comes and is – comes to the rescue in a sense but also yells at um yells at lily for mia because mia is incapable (laughs) i also realized that as i was rereading this i didn't know what an eggplant was the first time i read this like we didn't eat eggplant (laughs) growing up and so i didn't know what to picture so i sort of pictured like a watermelon (laughs) uh but that was wrong 
That's if so emojis great. had been as prevalent now as then as they are now, I would have known what an eggplant was because yeah, true. People use the eggplant emoji heavily these days. That's very true. That's really funny. <laughs> so yeah, so Michael tackles Lily, uh, Mia when she's looking back out the window to see like what happens after the eggplant splatted on the ground and he's like are you stupid (laughs) don't do that (laughs) they'll look up and they'll figure out what apartment you live in and he's like you better not air that lily and lily says she's going to air it on her show yes which which is rude yes it's baffling because she's a public figure and she's gonna air her committing a misdemeanor or maybe it's more than that i don't know i wonder if this is just lily's way of dealing i like because in my head lily's always been jealous like she doesn't want to admit it but i think she is jealous very much so of mia and for a multitude of reasons i'm sure like being kind of normal and not on a genius level iq because that can sometimes be hard to communicate with people for finding out she's a (laughs) 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 that's why we had to start a podcast so tough we couldn't talk to anyone else <laughs> but yeah like and it's indicated that Mia's pretty and Lily's kind yes. of pug-faced traditionally pretty yes yeah um but and then Lily's like well she can't be arrested she's a minor which I'm pretty sure is inaccurate yeah that's not uh, yes that's <laughs> completely inaccurate like she, she it would have been more accurate to say she can't get arrested she's a white girl like yeah that, that would be that would <laughs> mm-hmm. track but no it's yeah you can absolutely be arrested as a minor anyone listening if you're underage you can be arrested and she literally illegal. yes and she also could totally pull a Draco Malfoy do you know who my father is and it would be no problem (laughs) yes absolutely pardon us your highness (laughs) (laughs) which would be uh, I would love that if Mia did that actually now that I'm thinking about it that would be so Mia Mia says something kind of funny that I wanted to read when she's Michael says when they're, I think Shamika is like, wow, Michael, I didn't know you knew so much about dropping stuff out of windows. He says, yeah. let's just say I used to have a very keen interest in experimenting with the Earth's gravitational pull. And, um, which, like, what Mia, a way to say that. I know, right? So, uh, profound, well mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Mia says, wow, there's so much I don't know about Lily's brother. Like, he used to be a juvenile delinquent. Could a computer <laughs> genius slash juvenile delinquent ever be interested in a flat-chested princess like myself? He did save my life tonight. Well, okay, he saved me from possible community service. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. <laughs> that is really funny, and good job, Mia, for having some perspective, very mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. perspective on that one. I, I don't know why I really like this moment from Michael, um, it's not anything special. It just like I think yeah. it's just like a really cute moment between them, and that she compares him to Dirty Harry, as if like yes. that tracks in any way. <laughs> dirty Harry references, <laughs> yes, kind of dirty funny. Ha- yeah, Dirty Harry experimenting with the gravitational pull is absolutely that makes sense. That tracks. So as we move forward, the or Mia goes back to her house and her mom's not mad she's just and she's not even disappointed in her she apologizes Mm -hmm. to Mia for asking her to keep this secret which absolutely she should have because that's not really fair to ask her to keep a secret even from like she asked her to keep it from the baby's father because she didn't have time to Mm -hmm. talk to him yet yeah Um, kind of a that's a very Gilmore girlsy in moment yes the mom putting too much on her on her 14 year old Mm -hmm. um but so they've moved past it. They're planning Helen and Mr. G's City Hall wedding, uh, where 
Helen wants to dress as King Kong, wants Mia to dress as the Empire State Building, and wants Mr. G to dress as Faye Ray, uh, <laughs> which is very funny. Yes. But Grammaire has another idea. She wants the wedding to happen at the white and gold room at the plaza with reception to follow in the ballroom. Uh, <laughs> she tells Mia, this is, Mia finds this out by talking to Grammaire. Helen doesn't know yet. Oh, yeah. Um, and so Grammaire says that Helen and Mr. G are each permitted to invite 25 guests and Grammaire will be inviting 300. And she also says that she doesn't want any of Helen's more bohemian friends to come and they can stand outside and wave <laughs> i have <laughs> which is I, like Ooh. it is so hilarious that grand mayor that's just and it's also just like so out of touch and so rude mm-hmm. you can't one planning a wedding for someone and not telling them a mm-hmm. week before it's happening mm-hmm. what are you thinking and less two, than less than Isn't it yeah. sunday uh, and and the wedding yes, is to be then, on friday yes so it's less than a yeah so it's five business days. We don't, that's I, not enough time. I find it hard to believe the plaza was available on Halloween. I don't know. Maybe, I guess, for the queen. I guess, For the dowager yeah. princess. Well, I don't know if, if rich people throw, like, that crazy of Halloween parties, like, at the plaza. Right. Um, that's a good point. But, um, yeah. Probably wacky people having Halloween weddings. One of my friends, wacky rich one of my friends is, one of my friend's daughter is uh, getting married on Halloween in 2021. I've always wanted to go to a Halloween wedding. That seems fun. Well, I want to go to some variety of a Halloween wedding. I feel like there's two versions of that. Mm-hmm. There's the really kind of nice, well-done version, and then there's the really, like, version. I want to go to, like, the nice one where you still get to wear a costume. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be really fun to have a surprise one where you tell people you're having a Halloween party and then yeah. you dress up as a bride and groom. But oh, everyone else cool is like, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Too late for me, but you could do that. um so philippe tells mia that he's handling it he says don't worry i've got this under control and mia doesn't trust that mia is like my dad can't stand up to grammar uh but mia upon seeing her bridesmaid dress starts to rethink the whole thing (laughs) she really starts to feel guilty because apparently it's like the world's most gorgeous pink dress um and she's like wants to wear it so bad and is feeling really guilty that i can understand i I mean not understand and i wonder if she's actually 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 like considering changing her mind or if she's just i don't think so she's just disappointed pretty Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is i mean that's a very 14 year old mentality to be like but the dress i look so pretty in it Yes to it. Yeah. At school the next day, Monday, I guess, after her interview has aired, or well, okay, first they watch the interview, I guess. So Sunday night, Mia and Mr. G and Helen, who is puking from pregnancy, watch the interview. And something was interesting that when they're describing it, it says World Trade Center in background. I noticed that um, too. Which was interesting. I guess, as we talked about last time, this is pre 9-11. So they live in Soho. Is that yes. right? Yeah, so cool New York terms. Um, terms, Yes. And the interview goes terribly. Like Mia is as awkward as humanly possible. She's like, oh, I'm not cool. I'm a freak. Uh, And the Beverly Bell Reeve kind of tries to save it and is like, no, aren't you in like a gifted class? And she's like, oh, we don't do anything in there. The teacher's never in there. (laughs) Yeah. And the jocks and cheerleaders run the school and everybody else just like is subject to their whim. 
uh, and immediately the phone rings off the hook. <laughs> Lily's pissed. <laughs> um, Mia, of course, being as oblivious as she is, hasn't thought about the fact that she probably got her, te- her G&T teacher in trouble for saying she's negligent. Uh, Lily's mad that apparently Lily was writing a book about the cliques that exist at school Which is and is now mad at Mia. Right. And she's now mad at Mia for like busting that open. And it's like, like, well, you can't be mad if she didn't know about it. Yeah. Well, and also like, that's not really hard hitting. No. Stories <laughs> like Lily. That's really not. I have that qu- quote or it's later on, but it's, oh, maybe it's in section three. It's a, there's a really funny quote from in section three that about the book and it's about, uh, Oh, is it not in this section? No, it's, I guess not. Cause it's, I don't have it in oh. front of me, but it's, uh, it is. Yeah. Like you, Lily, you can't be mad. You didn't, mm-hmm. one, you didn't tell her and two, like, that's not an original idea. I've read several of those yeah. types of books. And I mean, that's not, what Mean Girls is about. <laughs> yeah, literally. So it's not, you're not doing anything hard hitting and you mm-hmm. can't be mad. And also she's so like kind of unjustly mad she changes what she's mad about Mm -hmm. while she's yelling at her and she's like you did this and then he's like what do you think she's really gonna get in trouble and she's like yeah obviously and is screaming at her instead of like clearly this was not a good time for mia and she didn't do well and she knows she didn't do well and lily is Mm -hmm. just not helping right yeah it it's just yeah, Lily kind of piles on. Shamika calls, and her very strict father's no longer letting her have her Halloween party because he thinks the school is filled with sex-crazed drug addicts. Um, <laughs> Tina calls, and his typical Tina is wildly thrilled to have been mentioned <laughs> in, in the, the interview. <laughs> and her dad's her dad's thrilled because Mia mentioned the bodyguard that Tina has, despite referring to her as a freak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Tina's like, oh, you mentioned me on TV. <laughs> She's Love like, not Tina. Mad. She's like, no, why would I be? Mm-hmm. And then her grandparents are calling from Dubai, and I <laughs> have that look. Love I think, that. doesn't she say? She says, I don't even know where Dubai is. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I don't know where Dubai is. Grandmare should teach her that. She should. Um, Helen panics when the phone starts ringing because she realizes she didn't tell her mother that she was pregnant and getting married. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> like, kind Rude. of cold. Um, but that doesn't end up coming into play until later. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole thing, too, about the blue eyeshadow. And Grandmere says that Mia has to wear blue eyeshadow for the interview. And then it, Mia's like, what the hell, Grandmere? And then it ends up looking really good. <laughs> People are complimenting the blue eyeshadow. <laughs> I'd be really curious what shade of blue. No, because when I think blue, I think like 80s, like the cover yeah. of this book, like sky blue. But yeah. I guess it was, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Just I have a couple of really, yeah. I I definitely have some blue eyeshadows that I'll pull out every once in a once in a blue, once in a um, blue, if you will. Once in a blue, Literally. if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess yeah. Subtle is definitely better when it comes to blue eyeshadow. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I yes. but I'm yeah. I wish we had. There every once in a while, I wish we had pictures in this book. An illustrated version. An illustrated. Would be nice. Yes. Come on. Right before her interview, though, she does have a she has a a new email from Josie Rocks, and he's like mm-hmm. he says he saw her her ad, and um, he's responding to her other email because she asked who he is, and he's like, "Sorry, I can't tell you." And then her response after he says, "Sorry, I can't tell you," you should guess. She just says, "Who are you?" 
Yeah, not a good guess. <laughs> and then at the end of her section, right before Monday, or right, or right after school on Monday, when she spent the whole day thinking about Josie Rock, she says, I don't know how much longer I can stand being the only girl in ninth grade who doesn't have a boyfriend. Find that hard to believe. Yeah. I find it hard to believe as well, <laughs> there's, especially if there's 250. Yeah. Um, but I just, I thought it was really funny that she was being so dramatic. Mm-hmm. And as always. Freaking out about this, especially yeah. like maybe it's misplaced because she's like worried about her interview happening. But mm-hmm. it's so Yeah, insane. I think she, um, she puts her anxiety into other, other things that they shouldn't be in <laughs> yeah, versus absolutely. where they should be. Um, but Principal Gupta calls her to the office because of the interview, obviously. Uh, and on the way, people, someone says to her, tell it like it is, sister. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious, as she did. Um, and Principal Gupta is you like, are you really unhappy here? And I mean, I feel like most high school kids are unhappy at their high school, just yeah, that's because that's standard. the nature of high school. Yeah. And she kind of, Mia kind of says that. She's like, I don't know if I'd be happy. Any- I'd still be a freak anywhere. Um, but Principal Gupta points out that Lily may be a negative influence, mm-hmm. and um, I agree. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But Mia doesn't think so. Mia's like, no, she's she's very positive. Like I we have wonderful Lily experiences. Must hypnotize together. her. <laughs> I know. Grummer is all upset about the interview at first. She's like, she didn't show any pictures of the beach. But then she does show pictures of the beach and she's like, never mind. And then Philippe, it turns out, is dating the interviewer, Beverly. Of course. Uh, so really, there's a lot that plays out from the interview. Um, it kind of sets the stage for the remainder of the book. Um, I do have a great one of the quotes of me. It says... Um, because I guess she's trying to get in contact with her dad or something. And she says, no wonder my dad hasn't let her out of his hotel room since Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> like, do you, like, do you know why, Mia? Yeah. Do you know what's mm-hmm. going on in there? She's so special. <laughs> oh, and we do have a cue to A about that, but we can do that Ooh. later. So in terms of Mia's obsessiveness and anxiety, as we were just talking about, she, you know, is freaking out about the pregnancy, thinks she's the only one thinking about it. Uh, she sees her mom's grocery list, which is, like, kind of looks like something a 10-year-old would order from the grocery store. Yeah. It's, like, Oreos and Cheetos and ice cream and just junk. And she gives it all to Ronnie, her transgender neighbor. Yes, uh, except for, like, one thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's um, – and in terms of the Ronnie thing, I do have a social guffaw Ooh, okay. <laughs> I would like to address when we get to that section. Oh, okay. Um, she writes about – She's concerned that Mr. G or Helen is a carrier for Tay-Sachs disease, which is pretty uncommon. Uh, I yeah. Actually, when I used to work at a school, I went to a student presentation on genetic carriers for Tay-Sachs, <laughs> which is the only reason I even know what it is. <laughs> uh, but it's just, you know, another thing where it's like, Mia, fucking relax. Calm down. <laughs> just, yeah, chill the fuck out for five seconds, mm-hmm. please. Your, your head is going to spin off your body. Yeah. Um, maybe that's how she relaxes, though. I definitely know a few people who maybe doesn't relax them, but, like, they revel in having the anxiety and having the worry. Like, Mm -hmm. that's their thing. Like, they're just like, I can't get out of this, so I'm just going to sink down deeper into it. (laughs) I don't think that's how they relax, but, (laughs) yes, there are. I think Mia is one of those people. Um, And she can't, she's obsessing about, she can't think of a single profound moment for her English journal. Oh, yeah, for her entire life. Despite the fact that she has, like, eight 
in this section. <laughs> right. Um, but, and she talks about that movie, Who is Julia? Oh, yeah, I looked that up because um, I was just curious about it. And <laughs> it is very real. And it reminded me, though, of, I, there was another, sh- what is it? It's a Hallmark movie, I think she says, or something like that. Or Lifetime. She's always Lifetime talking about movie? the Lifetime movies. Oh, my God. So there is a, <laughs> there was a recent show called Drop Dead Diva on Lifetime, and this was the Yeah, and it's plot. the same. Yeah, I thought that, too. <laughs> so Who is Julia is about a woman who is was a supermodel, and she wakes up, and, like, her brain has been implanted in a housewife's <laughs> yeah. body. Uh, and she's depressed. And that was Mia's example of how she related it to that. What was the poem? Robert something something. <laughs> I know I should know this. <laughs> um, it's who, like, love who you are because that is all there is of you or whatever. Make the most of yourself for that is all there is of you. Ralph Waldo Emerson. And that was what she related to this poem, which I guess shows, you know, kind of how <laughs> oh, ninth yeah, grade the quote she above is. It. Yeah, that made no sense. I didn't, this whole, that whole section kind of threw me because it didn't really, I don't know. She does that throughout, relates yeah. pop culture to things that in like literature and stuff that they don't relate to and thinks it's no, the, really No, the whole deep. section, it made no sense to me. Like, I was just like, wait, what is this? Oh. Is this her profound moment? What are we talking yeah. about? It just felt, it just didn't really, I don't Mm -hmm. know, I didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah, she's just a weirdo. And she says if she could be in someone's body, she would want to be in Michelle Kwan's. That's amazing. So she could have bigger breasts. Uh, So we hear from Josie Rocks again. He compliments the interview, as does Michael. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, He does. He says via instant message. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's like, you told the truth. You can't get in trouble for that. Um, and we get a cute little moment where Lana sees Mia and Michael walking together and is like, are you two going out? That's oh, so rude. It, yeah, very rude. But Michael makes a joke about it and, like, clearly brings it up intentionally and immediately yeah. afterward asks her to go to Rocky Horror with them. And Mia's like, he doesn't like me. He doesn't like me. It's so <laughs> stupid. And yeah. it's very clear he br- – I mean, I guess not very clear. It's very clear for us because we're reading this as – almost 30 year olds but mm-hmm. <laughs> why else would he bring up an embarrassing moment where he was yes. like oh my god can you believe lana asked if we were going out in front of everyone if you don't like someone and that gets brought up you don't bring it up yeah flat exactly out. oh my gosh so but that is really cool that he invited her to go see rocky horror mm-hmm. with everyone mm-hmm. and it actually is nice that um she kind of didn't lie she only sort of lied Maybe she's growing. Maybe this is growth. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? What are you talking she about? She says, "Can I get back to you? I have, I may have a family ob- obligation oh, that evening." Yeah. So that's rather than true. yeah, she only sort like she says, "Ha, huh, that's what he thinks." Oh, because she responds, "Is don't worry, you're telling the truth. You can't get in trouble for telling the truth." And she says, "Ha, huh, that's what he thinks." The only reason I lie all the time, you know, or that there's the, there's a reason I lie all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is an interesting instance about her saying I may have a family obligation that I'm going to circle back to in book four, Mental mm. Note, because it, this comes up again. Okay. Anywho, Kenny also, Kenny, her bio partner, also invites her to Rocky Horror. Uh, he is a member of the computer club as well. And Mia's like, that's nice. And he <laughs> yeah. does her homework for her. Yeah. Because he's good at biology. He's um, good at biology. And it's, it's very um, 
it does make it a little more obvious, I think. I mean, obviously, no spoilies. We're going to find out who Josie Rocks is in the next section. But mm-hmm. I think this, in my head, especially when I read it the first time even, it did it have a little spark. And I was like, huh, he's been mentioned a lot. And mm-hmm. like, why yeah. all of a sudden are we talking about this guy? Um, but Mia's complete non- real like she just doesn't exist she's just like yeah kenny yeah totally whatever that's so that's so random that he's asking me about rocky horror when michael just asked me about rocky horror like does not put two and two together in any way very not smart Mm -hmm. um agreed are you interested in a dramatic reading of the ode to m (laughs) oh my god yes absolutely (laughs) do you want to read it or do you want me to well, no, it's in Mia's voice, so it should be you, I think. I know. I just feel like you, I, we've had very few opportunities for you to read anything. I guess yeah. we'll, we'll get yeah. to them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is uh, in my print on page 133. Right after Kenny asks me at a Rocky Horror, she writes a little poem about Michael in her journal. Ode to M. Oh, M, why can't you see that X equals you and Y equals me? And that you plus me equals ecstasy, and together we'd be forever happy. And the forever is written with the number four, I would like to add. That is so nice. That was, was really beautiful. beautifully written, Mia. It was. Good job. Mia Thank should you. be a poet. Well, I am. You should just be a professional reader. <laughs> <laughs> just professionally read. Mia it has an there's an arrival in Mia's family from Versailles, Indiana, which they pronounce Versailles, <laughs> and it is Mama and Papa from Indiana, deep corn Indiana. Deep <laughs> corn Indiana, yes. <laughs> they're Helen's parents, and Helen is distraught that they're there. She's like hiding in her closet, yelling at Philippe on the phone. She knows about the wedding now, the Grammaire wedding, because Grammaire's right. invited them, and they're there with a guy that mia doesn't recognize he's tall and like dressed like a farmer or something (laughs) he's just like wearing um, overalls right (laughs) and And then eventually eventually she realizes that this is her cousin hank who she has last seen when he was like 10 i guess he's a little bit older than she is based on some things that happen later yeah because i sort of doubt he's 14 yeah well so Um, hank is the child of child of helen's sister mm-hmm. mia describes her as my aunt marie who my mom can't stand primarily because <laughs> as my mother puts it she exists in an intellectual and spiritual vacuum meaning that marie is a republican yes i wrote <laughs> that down too that was a hilarious quote it is and i mean there's a theme there's a theme yes. at least helen is consistent <laughs> helen is blue as can be <laughs> um which i think is very just i love that she's a very like well-rounded character she has a lot of backstory already that she comes yes. from like indiana which she were totally rebelled against and is this funky weird painter in new york city and has a child with a prince kind of interesting yes, yeah um so papa so helen's in her closet yelling at philippe on the phone about get them out of here and mia's like says oh you guys go home go to your hotel room and mama's like hotel room (laughs) (laughs) and um mama's not am i saying it right mama mama mama's not interested until she hears that the bill's covered yeah oh okay bye (laughs) gosh yeah that was a little bit cringy that was a Mm -hmm. bit of a cringy moment i um but like i feel like i know or 
not know personally, but have interacted with so many people like this. Yeah. <laughs> Where we do in the South. There's yes. a lot of like tacky mm-hmm. so, like Southern, I mean, Indiana's not the South, but it kind of is in it a way. Is, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, if we're not counting the original colonies, I think it is. Or we, yeah. if we're counting more than just the original colonies, I think yes. it is. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, so they kind of forced Mia to take Hank to school with her, which is weird. I don't, I've never heard of people doing yeah, this. I don't like just under- taking visitors to school. Yeah. I did that once in middle school with my cousin. Okay. <laughs> but it was because uh, she was like staying with us and I don't, I, yeah, she went to school with me, but it was super random and mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, it was just very odd, and I thought that was odd that he was like, no, I've always wanted to go to a real New York City high school. Right, yes, <laughs> and he thinks all the girls have their belly buttons pierced. <laughs> right, yeah, he thinks it's um, a Britney Spears music video. Right, um, which it was mentioned that it is not. Oh, yeah, that's right, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it, that was very, I don't know, I didn't understand that. Um, but yeah, weird. Right down from it, um, she's... Uh, Mia is talking about um, is talking about how Philippe said that he would take care of things and mm-hmm. Mia's like okay like sure you will mm-hmm. <laughs> then she says um, that on the other hand my dad is in deep denial and suffers from classic Oedipal issues mm-hmm. does she know who Oedipus Rex is does she know what that means <laughs> I seriously he, wonder I th- well, she says Lily says that. Well, yeah, Lily says but that. But I Lily do th- she does. seems – I mean, they obviously go to a really good school. She might know. I That's feel like true. we read that in ninth grade. We did. Um, so I think she gets – I think she knows. I, I don't know. I just thought that was so strange. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my dad has Oedipal issues. Yeah. That's so – I mean, thus far it seems like he kind of does. <laughs> I mean, in, so. in terms of, like, just having mommy issues. Yeah. So – Hank is a hottie, it seems. Yes. Grade A. Uh, Grade A hottie, yes. Everybody is, all the women at school are into him, including Lana Weinberger. Um, Oh, and and so is the secretary. Yeah. So I guess we have to assume he is, at least appears to be over 18. I guess. Unless she's a Mary Kay Letourneau situation. Yikes. Don't Um, R.I.P. (laughs) <laughs> just like the same thing. Oh, yuck. Uh, there's a Lifetime movie made about her. I've been interested in watching it since she's been, like, back in the news um, for dying. But um, anyway, so, yeah, I think he's supposed to be a little older. It's not really addressed, but based on things that transpire, I would say he's a bit older. Um, yeah. So, so Lily and Hank are, like, Lily's talking to him a lot. Boris doesn't like it. After lunch, they're both gone, and Boris is distraught, and the GNT teacher, okay, is locking him in the closet. And so putting mm-hmm. and, and putting mats it. on, yeah, soundproofing <laughs> it. They get the gym mats uh, mm-hmm. from, from the gym, presumably. Um, that is absolutely nuts, and that yeah. does, doesn't make any sense. Like, where would they go? Well, Lily says to Hank at some point during the day that the transit museum is fascinating, which Mia 
latches onto. And so yeah. later she makes a list. Top five places Lily and Hank could be. Transit Museum, enjoying some corned beef at Second Avenue Deli, looking up Dionysus Thermopolis's name on the wall of immigrants at Ellis Island, getting <laughs> tattoos on St. Mark's Place, making wild passionate love back in his room at the Soho Grand. That is her five options of where they could be. I mean, all totally reasonable. They all sound great. <laughs> I did love this line when she talks about um she says hormones are a very powerful thing we're helpless in their wake um (laughs) (laughs) uh too true too true and the uh, it's just wild it's just wild that lily thinks this is acceptable Mm -hmm. even after when we find out that they're safe and they're okay and lily's like where did you go why did like what happened and she's like none of your business Mm -hmm. um it's like yeah lily says we were just walking around yeah we're just walking around and then she does something does is this does she say this in this section where she's really rude and says i don't i mean you might go and blab it on national television if i tell you mm-hmm. i think it is a section and that's mean. not fair that's, that's low that's a low uncool. blow and it's mm-hmm. unnecessary yep uh so hank is mi at school the next day uh because it's really not normal to go to school with your cousin. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, and everybody, all the women are disappointed. Boris is thrilled. And uh, later that, sorry, go ahead. I w- we're going to say the same thing. And later that evening, truly the lowest blow that mm-hmm. I think Lily, to, to date, as far as we're concerned, has, mm-hmm. has done to Mia. We find out that Lily, while at the sleepover, decided to film Mia while she was falling asleep and was asking her questions about what she would do when she was in charge of Genovia and she's in a, I was going to say a vegetative state. That's not right. She was, in, she was <laughs> falling asleep. So she wasn't in her right mind. She was in a more relaxed state. She thought she was talking to her best friend and she starts like kind of going off on this weird mm-hmm. tangent about putting all the animals in the castle and making it a, um, an animal refuge basically um and any any shelter <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she also says cool. like me lily's like what do you think your grandmother would think and mia's like she'll be dead by then <laughs> and lily aired this it's awful and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not even like she's pretending like it's someone else like it's very clearly mia she's pandant on her face she's mm-hmm. not pretending like it could be anyone else it's just so messed up and then then she calls mia calls her rightfully so and she's like why did you do that that's awful mm-hmm. i why didn't why would you put me in that position Everyone's going to see it. And mm-hmm. then Lily, like, gaslights her. Yes. And she says, um, so Lily defending herself said, I just want people to see the real Mia Thermopolis. And Mia says, no, you don't. You want one of those networks to pick up on the interview and pay you lots of money. And apparently mm-hmm. Lily actually sounds wounded about this. And, like, and she thinks she's wrong. But it's just not fair because Lily's like, would you have agreed to it if I'd asked you in person? And she was like, no, probably not. And she says, well, there you go. Like, I did the right thing. Oh, and it's like, that does right. not mean you did the right thing. That means you lied. <laughs> yeah, and did not get consent for something very personal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she was, she kind of really violated her trust in a big way. And Mia's like, well, she did it for, like, Lily's able to manipulate her into thinking it was for her own benefit. I wonder if that's what, like, kids today do on the Snapchat <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you don't have Snapchat. You don't have Snapchat? 
No, I used to. I don't have it anymore. You have TikTok, but you don't have Snapchat? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't post on TikTok. I just watch the videos. Uh, They're very funny and educational. Oh, yes. Yeah, really <laughs> um, um, anyway, the, yeah, I just, I hated that part and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. And again, Lily, you're not doing anything to make me like you. I remember not liking you and now I still Bitch. don't like you. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She sucks. She has more negative moments than redeeming thus far. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that wraps up our sort of plot discussion. I think it does. Would you like to talk about some of our favorite lines? We have a number of them. Yeah, I actually do have quite a few. I tried to stick them in um, where they were relevant, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to all of them. Sorry. Um, oh, but one of totally my favorite okay. ones, are, and also I think a very nice, poignant one, and kind of shows us Mia's thoughts um she has a, a things to do list because mr g is going to be moving into the apartment yeah. and at the bottom of it she has like you know q-tips and blah blah blah. but at the bottom of mm-hmm. it it says buy something nice for mr g to say welcome to the family something nice for dad to say don't worry someday you too will find true love yes i noted <laughs> Which, that too where do we what do we think that is uh, like she, what what gift is that just, who knows but she just <laughs> is so and i mean credit to her to being somewhat emotionally intelligent she's very concerned with other people's happiness and other people's health (laughs) and um really burdens herself with it (laughs) like what 14 year old thinks i need to get these two people gifts i think i actually i am very much reminded um of my my cousin um who may be on later, so I'm just going to say her name. Her name is Helen. She reminds me a lot of Helen because uh, Helen is a very, like, deeply emotional person mm-hmm. and cares so deeply about people. She's very mm-hmm. sensitive and uh, not, like, she's not sensitive about people saying anything, but she is a very sensitive person and very in touch with her emotions. Mm-hmm. She and I are complete opposites in that <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, but, no. <laughs> um, not but you. This, <laughs> but that... That absolutely reminded me of something Helen would do because she she every year her for her parents she plans her parents' anniversary dinners. Oh wow! I, know, I, know. I like don't even hardly remember my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that I that really That's reminded so me of that. Um, but anyway, shout out to Helen. Yeah. You are a very thoughtful gift giver. Oh, thank you. You're um, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've gotten you some good good stuff over the years. Not to, not to toot my own stuff. horn. My Hocus Pocus sweatshirt, A plus. Oh yeah, that's right. It's sweater season. Sweater um, weather. I think also possibly my favorite is when um so we're introduced to a new character who I don't mm-hmm. think comes back. Does Vigo ever come back? Yes, he does. Oh, okay. I think I know when, but I don't I can't know. I not talk about him in the plot discussion. <laughs> I know we should. Yes, we'll no, get Vigo, Vigo shall return. Don't you worry. Yeah, no spoilers, but I'm I I'm assuming it's in book eleven. Um, oh, it's not. I think okay. it's. I think maybe I'm thinking of a different character. Oh. No, he's there. Oh, okay, well I he don't remember. Back. So no. Spoilers. There's another equally delightful Genovian character Ooh. that comes in in book four. So one of um. One of my favorite things, though, is when Vigo, so he's also in charge of, like, court decorum or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's in charge. He's court helping protocol. Gromere plan the wedding. Yeah, he's in, He's helping, uh, he's an event planner, and also mm-hmm. he's in charge of royal protocol, and he gives Mia her, this piece of paper that says, expectations of any royal consort of the princess of Genovia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oof, and it's 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 pretty hefty. I'll read a couple of them. Um, the consort will ask the princess's permission before he leaves the room. The consort will wait for the princess to finish speaking before speaking himself. The consort will give up his right in the event of annulment or divorce to custody of any children born during the marriage. The consort will give up the citizenship of his native country in favor of citizenship of Genovia. Um, I also think it's funny that he, the consort will not engage in any risk-taking behavior until right, yeah. an heir has been provided. <laughs> yeah, we love that. That's really funny. That's funny. I wonder if he's allowed yes. to do horseback riding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it reminded me, because uh, Queen Victoria had to basically ask, had to propose to uh, Prince Albert, which is because she was the queen when they were dating mm. basically courting more appropriately um mm -hmm. i just thought that was really funny and it's apparently these traditions continue it's <laughs> they're intense. all yeah it is really intense and it is it, it is uh it's brought up because grammar is like here is here's a list uh that i'm going to give you so that you understand when you go to college mm -hmm. and start dating someone shitty why i'm mad at you um, <laughs> yes <laughs> And I think it's funny, Mia says, what schmuck would want to marry a girl he can't interrupt or can't walk <laughs> out on during an argument or has to give up citizenship of his own country for? <laughs> Which is true. I mean, that's a, yeah, fair. That's a hefty ask. It is. But I'd, uh, yeah, that is really funny, though. Mm -hmm. um, I liked, too, that we had um, <laughs> when Principal Gupta is asking me if she's all right after the interview and she's like, you're very popular and me. It's like, no, I'm not. And she, Principal, Principal Gupta makes a very good point. She says, well, maybe if you took part in a couple more uh, extracurricular activities, mm -hmm. you would have more like friends or whatever. And um, she starts suggesting them and she suggests yearbook. And me says, did I really look like someone who wants to remember one single thing about my high school experience? Hilarious. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Delightful. And oh my God, wait. Yeah. I found the quote about me or Lily's book. I'm so sorry. We're jumping around like crazy, but this no, is that's a that I meant Why to. not? Um, she says, me, this is me explaining the book. She says, I mean, I always knew she was going to write a book about the adolescent experience in post-Cold War America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like, hilarious. What 14-year-old says that <laughs> or that's does insane. that? Yeah. yeah. That makes, yeah. I thought that was mm -hmm. really, really funny. Um, yeah. That's a good one. But yeah, that was, that was kind of all my, my fave quotes. Do you have any? Yeah. You wanna... No, I think you covered also most of mine. I covered mine adequately. Okay. Should we dive? Do you, oh, hold on. I think I hear something. It's really early in the morning, so I might be hearing things, but I think it might be pop culture time. <laughs> I think I hear some pop, pop culture popcorning. <laughs> pop culture popcorning. Why don't um, you just, just start us off on these abundance of pop references there's, yeah there's quite a few but the most important i think that's not true i'm just gonna start from the top scorsesian <laughs> scorsesian confessions or scorsesian confessions i think colloquially it's scorsesian but i think technically it's scorsesian, scorsesian. i don't know should we asmr that scorsesian. <laughs> anyway martin scorsese He's a film director. He won his first mm -hmm. Oscar for The Wolf of Wall Street. And that's crazy because it's literally Whoa. one of his worst movies. Um, that's also <laughs> for the one in 2013 or whatever. 
Yeah, that might be a lie because now that I think about it, it might have been The Departed. I think he won for The Departed. I think he did too. <laughs> and that was I think his he first also won for the director. He also won for The Wolf of Wall Street, I think. <laughs> yeah, because it was a big deal when he won for The Departed because people were like, how has he not won until now? Yeah, he definitely like won for Raging Bull, <laughs> but I digress. So we also have a mention of Tomb Raider and her, uh, the video, it's a video game that came out in 96. There was Angelina Jolie did two movies in 2001 and 2003 and then they rebooted it in 2018 with uh alicia vikander she's married to um michael fassbender oh i did not know that was based on a video game oh really yeah no Mm -hmm. it's really funny uh the old graphics for it her boobs are just like triangles (laughs) (laughs) like impossible (laughs) yes yes yeah exactly um and then we have dirty harry which Mm -hmm. is a really intense intense movie um Mm -hmm. that she does quote in it and michael is in no way like dirty harry she's absolutely not a Um, delightful fantasy yeah uh king kong there's been a bunch of movies none of the more recent ones have done very well because it's kind of a weird story um we have saint francis i didn't know if that was a pop culture reference yeah i'm just like noting any real reference honestly dated or otherwise yeah he was canonized on the 16th of july in 1228 by pope gregory the ninth wow (laughs) yeah um uh, much knowledge (laughs) thanks thank you good the goodyear blimp i thought was interesting because Mm -hmm. purely because like when it was created in 19 or not created when goodyear like started doing blimp stuff in 1925 that was they thought that was the way of the future they thought blimps Mm -hmm. were how we were going to be like moving about and Mm -hmm. i just find that hilarious what if that was what we were doing today what if you blimp instead of a car i remember this episode of arthur about like a blimp for some reason that sticks out in my brain that's what i think of when i hear about blimps this episode of arthur i saw all right, y'all go check it out. It. We'll find it. We'll we'll uh, we'll find it, and we're just gonna <laughs> pop in right here. What the uh, season and episode number is? <laughs> I can look it up. Um, uh, I had surfing the internet because I think that's an outdated term for when yes, you are on the internet. Um, Monaco has to import their sand. This is a fact. This really, fact. I meant to bring this up. Yes, um, and I am not going to be able to pronounce what this beach is called. It's, I think, Lavoto, Laravoto, mm. maybe. That's probably wrong. Apologies to anyone in Monaco. Um, the Natural History yeah. Museum um, was... Wait, a- I was... Sorry, oh, I sorry. wanted to say something about Monaco. Oh, please do. This is the first instance of Genovia's, like, feud with Monaco. It comes at Grammaire talks Ooh, shit really? about Monaco a lot. She's always like, Monaco. It's so funny. <laughs> it's a thing. Ooh, I'm excited for the next ones. So we'll have to make note. Um, yes. Natural History Museum was established April 6th, 1869. The um, founder was Theodore Roosevelt Sr., my boyfriend's dad. Um I love Theodore Roosevelt. It's <laughs> good to know. Freddie Prince Jr. He, um, uh, he's like, I think he's 44. I believe that's right. I just worked on his birthday for some reason as if I could do math. Um, he's been an active actor <laughs> since 1995. And he is oh. married to one Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Geller, But they got married mm-hmm. in 2002. So that was after this book came out. So they weren't, oh. they weren't connected yet. Um, oh, were they not dating? No, they were. But it just, they weren't like... I don't know. 
she's always I, th- I think she's always been more famous than him in my humble opinion um, i thought you wanted to say something about the natural history museum no i just i just said when it was that was it my boyfriend oh i thought you had like a story about it no i have a picture to send you for when this episode comes out it's oh. me sitting on teddy roosevelt's lap oh that's funny okay <laughs> i thought you okay i misunderstood what you were saying then okay sorry please continue um, yeah no i just love him that's it. That's the story. I just love Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> he is delightful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have the Cold War. Iron Curtain came down 1989. Um, I wonder if this is why David Hasselhoff is so prevalent in these, because that was such a big deal. And Meg Cabot is obviously older than Mia when she's writing these. So mm-hmm. that would have been yeah, very David much Hasselhoff more. Yeah, David Hasselhoff is frequently he, mentioned. Yeah. He, well, he's saying on the Berlin Wall when it was coming down. He said, Really? Yeah. He's saying a song called I've Been Looking for Freedom. And I cannot express to you enough how much you should absolutely look up the video of it because it is, he's wearing a piano, um, piano scarf, I believe, um, you know, like those piano neckties, but it's a scarf. Uh, wow. yeah, yeah. It's fabulous. <laughs> okay. Um, they mentioned the Harley Davidson cafe, which this is the mm-hmm. third time they've mentioned it. And I looked it up and it doesn't seem very special. And the only one still active is in Vegas. Hmm. Um, it just seems like a tacky American mm-hmm. bullshit. Like thing. a hard rock kind of thing. Yes. Um, I do have a story, though, now about the about Michelle Kwan. Mm. Michelle Kwan, amazing figure skater. She's yes, love her. fabulous queen. We love her. So she placed second to Tanya Harding in the 1994 U.S. Championships. Mm-hmm. This means that she should have gone to the Olympics. However, she did not because Nancy Kerrigan went instead because the year before Tanya Harding's boyfriend, I mean, Mm. husband had smashed her knees in. So Michelle Kwan was punished because of Tanya Harding as well as Nancy Kerrigan. Ooh, that sucks. And also weird fun fact, Michelle Kwan has a um, mausoleum built right near where my grandmother is buried. Oh, (laughs) isn't that weird? That's interesting. Yeah um for her and like her parents a mausoleum for herself oh okay yeah huh. it's for her and her parents it's really she pretty have ties to the area i don't know i keep i i don't think she does i asked my dad because it's really ra- it's a famous uh cemetery magnolia cemetery um like a lot of like the hunley um dudes are buried huh. there but i don't yeah i don't know we've had a plot there for well we've been here for stupid long so we've had a plot there for many many a moon um many anyway moons. Swiftly, swiftly moving forward <laughs> um on page 150 so mia will write uh write uh notes like uh school notes in her journal mm-hmm. she should not do that um but at the bottom of 150 she says t hardy buried his heart in wessex body in westminster and i was like what are you talking about tom hardy's still alive yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I, when i saw your note i was like wait is this of the like the actor like was no, he active it's not thomas hardy. <laughs> i realize He's, that now yeah. um i think he was a poet i actually didn't look it up because i was more interested in heart burials basically heart burials were a thing and still sometimes are a thing um really but if a lot or not a lot but a portion of people who are um like buried in places that other than their family plot mm-hmm. will be- bury their heart in their family plot so like oh, you yeah. bury yeah so you separate the body from the heart and Ugh. the heart will be in a place that is special to them so thomas hardy's heart is buried next to his wife 
That's and nice, then his body is in Westminster because, like, obviously you can't. I don't know. I guess you can't say like no to an honor <laughs> like that. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> um, oh. And then the last one is just a list of people that um, that Grandmere says are invited to the wedding. We have. Oh yeah. Donald Trump. We have Diane von Furstenberg. I have a pair of her shoes with a royal family of Sweden. We have Oscar de la Renta. We have David Hasselhoff and Martha Stewart. Nice. Pretty good list. Pretty good list. Solid list. I There's think. also another mention of Princess Di, which I think has been uh, yes. like, in every section we've read. Yeah. I think we've gotten a mention of Princess so Di. So random. And then her, um, yeah, her, ex, um, her ex-in-laws will be in the next section. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Should we wrap up our quotes and dive into our social norms? Our outdated social norms? Yes. Yes. Fabulous. Yes. Absolutely. We talked about a couple. We talked about Lily's making people confess sins. Lots of no sh- quotes about um, having a baby out of wedlock. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, this is the early 2000s, but that seems... I feel like it was still relatively normal in, like, more progressive cities. Uh, yeah. Mia says on page 120, at least my mom's getting married like a normal person. Or at least this time my mom's getting married yeah. like a normal person. <clears throat> which is, like, Mech, shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, yeah. And then even more upsetting of a sentence is that when <laughs> Lily and Hank go missing... Mia says, if Lily gets pregnant, she'll have to marry Hank and move to Indiana and live, the, live in a trailer park with the rest of the unwed teen mothers. Yeah. That's Yikes. so rude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was 14, I definitely thought, like, if you have a baby as a teenager, like, your trailer trash, your life is ruined. And well, my, obviously, yeah. I don't condone having a baby when you're still a child, but, like, I don't think that it is in some situations, like... It doesn't necessarily mean you have to move to the trailer park now. Right. No, well, one and of my I mean, cousins had a child. In a trailer on, park. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with living in a trailer park. One of my cousins had her first child on her 18th birthday. And, I mean, I, it was a bit of a shock, obviously. Especially um, how we grew up. Like, yeah. that was pretty atypical. But it was, I mean, I, we, well, I know I embraced it. There were certain people in our family who did not. We will not go into the drama. Yeah, no shout outs to them. No shout outs to them. For the lack of support. Um, but yeah, no, I guess so. It was, it was out of the norm, but mm-hmm. it was. I mean, I have a cousin who she turned out great and her child is fabuloso. Anyhow. Snaps to her. Snaps to her. Um, Mia also says when she's talking about Michelle Kwan, it's very stylish to be Asian, which was kind of a tacky thing to say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I certainly raised an eyebrow. Yeah. And then, um, also when she's talking about Helen's grocery list, she says she gave most of it to Ronnie, her transgender neighbor. And she says about Ronnie giving away most of the candy to children on Halloween, she has to watch her figure since her sex change operation. Now that she's taking all these estrogen injections, everything goes right to her hips. Number one, that's very blech. Yeah. Like, and also, I texted a good friend of mine who is um, well-versed in appropriate terminology. And the appropriate term is gender affirmation surgery, not sex change operation. Oh, but I'm I did not sure know that. That was not the norm to discuss in 2001. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think no one was very yeah. concerned with what's appropriate to say. Right. I haven't heard the term sex change operation in a while, so I texted him and I was like, is this appropriate to say? And he was like, eh, this is the preferred term. 
So oh, I just say just so, so everyone knows. Well, and also, it's none of your fucking beeswax. What yeah, surgery true. people have gotten? True. Why do you care what's in someone's pants? It's rude. Yes, you shouldn't care. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then also, Hank thinking all the girls in New York have their belly buttons pierced, which in two thousand one they probably did. I hope. Are people still doing that? <laughs> Mm, I don't know. Are they? I feel like I haven't seen yeah. it as of late. Yeah, it was a like very two thousands thing to do with your low rise jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't seen a belly button piercing piercing in many a moon. Um, Me either. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time that we yes. talk about the biggest bully of this section. Yeah. I had a tough time, but I feel like after discussing, I think. My vote. It, okay, there is an instance of Lana snapping me as bra and telling her she doesn't need one. Yeah. But that was the only thing, and I think that doesn't make her the biggest bully of the section. I think it's Lily. I totally agree. Okay. I know there was we we both kind of noted um, Grandmare as well, but I mm-hmm. think Lily. I re- Lily just takes the cake, which we discussed. Mm-hmm. It's just totally screwed up that she films Mia without her consent, releases it without her consent, Mm -hmm. and then gaslights her when Mia absolutely sticks up for herself as she should and says, why did you do that without asking me? And Lily's like, well, would you have? No. So, like, there you Mm -hmm. go. I did the right thing. Like, you're welcome. And And, And she bullies her into dropping the eggplant. Well, sort of. Yeah. Mia's a little more willing to do it, but she, Lily does refer to it as a punishment. So. Yeah. Lily, booze all around. You suck. Go fuck eternally. <laughs> um, well, then we can't talk yes. about bullying without talking, talking about, about the roast of Forest That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, there weren't quite as many this time, but they were oh, lasting. Oh, like, I have a number. Well, I have a <laughs> I have a quote. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god, may I read it? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, this is at the uh at the sleepover. Mm-hmm. And uh Boris Polkowski is apparent as apparently a much smoother operator than you would suspe- suspect considering the whole sweater thing. I am sorry, but that is just sick. Sick, 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 sick. I would rather die a dried up, never been kissed old maid than be French kissed by Boris Pelkowski. I mean he has he always has food in his retainer not just any food either but usually weird multicolored foods like gummy bears and jelly bellies yeah i highlighted that as well gross super mean (laughs) super mean super mean and like get over yourself yeah also on page 94 uh she speculates about boris being uh josie rocks again she's talking about who it could be she's like some guy who breathes through his mouth like boris also mentions guy who hates it when they put corn in the jelly right in the Uh, same sentence uh she mentions him mouth breathing again on 156 oh yeah boris is Um, a genius but he still dresses funny as incapable of breathing mm -hmm. through his nose yes exactly so that has been the roast of boris pal <laughs> Amazing, fabulous, <laughs> and now we must crown our winner and shame our loser. So our loser, I had a hard time with this one too, but I I was gonna vote for Helen I because number one, she was outed for being pregnant and getting married on TV. <laughs> that sucks. Not really her fault. But also, she didn't tell her parents she was pregnant and getting married. That's a kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah, that's not cool. And, but 
I mean, you could probably make an argument for a lot of people in this I was See, okay, I, I don't disagree with Helen, but I do, to me, I feel like the biggest loser, ah, no, you know what? I think, I think that'll be section three. So I'm going to say that you're right. I think it's, I agree. It's (laughs) Helen. I think, yeah, I think it's Helen. I think if for, yes, you're right. For a multitude of reasons, like Helen does have some redeeming moments when she is telling Mia, like, you're doing such a great job. I appreciate you being so Mm -hmm. cool about this, blah, 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 blah. But Mm -hmm. then at the same time, she is forcing her 14 year old to keep a secret and then yes she doesn't get mad that Mm -hmm. mia outs her but she also realizes it is she doesn't realize until the interview has gone out that the world has seen this that her mother and father don't know she's pregnant like oh shit for the second time like now i have to like and and she's scared of her parents she's Mm -hmm. not sticking up for herself it's kind of annoying she's being she's being a bit ridiculous oh my god wait a sidebar nation that just reminded me mr g takes mama and papa out and -hmm. lars eats with them yeah good point they all Um, have steak and mia's grossed out call back to uh episode a discussion we had episode four this is yeah I know, when I we talked was, about it. I can't remember when we talked about it either, but we were worried that Lars wasn't eating and he <laughs> we're really worried. So don't you worry. Anyway, yes. yeah. Helen, you're a loser. Okay. Um my vote for winner is Hank. Uh because he's a hottie. <laughs> and that's always a win. And um this sort of is a cheat win because I sort of would crown him for the next section, but I have somebody yeah. I want to crown more. So it's kind of a crappy thing to say because we're not talking about the next section. But Lily does refer to him as self-actualized. And obviously he's up to something. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I feel like there really aren't any winners. I don't otherwise. disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. I think he's kind of the only choice for a winner in this section. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll do it. And yeah. You know what? All hot people should be winners, so there we go. <laughs> that's how the world treats that's how, them. That's how the world works. <laughs> I mean, us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Avi. Duh. We're geniuses yes. and super hot. We're so smart. We're so pretty. Um, <laughs> everyone says it all the time. Yes. Yeah, oh, no, we I forgot. Like we got a Q to A. Oh, yeah. We'll do that quickly. Yes, yes. So um, one of our most loyal followers, Alibod3, asks why does mia mention her parents sex lives so much ew true she writes about it in her journal a lot uh but i think it's a lot more normal to her that her parents are like dating because they've never been together and that's all she's ever known and her mom is you know pregnant by accident her dad has a new boyfriend a girlfriend (laughs) like every week and so that's been a part of her experience growing up uh, and also, she's 14, so she kind of has, I guess... I mean, yeah, I think at 14, you kind of just have sex on the brain. I, not in, like... Like, not in, like, curiosity like a, way. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So, but agreed. It's kind of gross. It's... Yeah, I guess yeah. it's... Uh, I don't know... I don't know if it's gross. I think it, I think also probably Meg Cabot does have snippets all throughout the series where she's mm-hmm. talking about things that normal teens are thinking about. And I think mm-hmm. she tr- is trying to be like, no, look, it's normal. Like, you're totally normal. Good point. 
Yeah, um, like, because, like, thinking about sex isn't weird, and, like, I mean, obviously, like, thinking about your parents having, like, graphic sex, that's weird, but, <gasps> <laughs> but, like, I mean, you know, your parents had to, <laughs> had to have sex yeah. for you to be Ugh. here, so it's pretty See, but, like, I wouldn't about. write about that in a journal, <laughs> but <laughs> I do have parents who are still married, and so I never grew up with my parents dating or anything. Right, as do I. I mean, mm-hmm. That's yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> it's stuff just growled so loud. I wonder if that mic picked it up. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't hear it. That's so. Funny. On that note, um, we'll yeah, wrap up note. and get something to eat. Well, uh, and also on that note, uh, <laughs> thank you for sending in the question. And anyone yes! else who would like to send in a question, please do. Uh, please. There are quite a few places you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. Facebook, where are the podcast diaries. Instagram, podcast diaries one numero Mm-mm. uno podcast diary one sorry just one diary just single one diary. diary just one single diary that's how you can remember it the podcast diary one in twitter the podcast diary i just started following them two days ago because i forgot we had twitter gmail the podcast diary at gmail.com our website the podcast diaries.com is a really great way to see us in yeah. high school when we were Diaries. just as awesome as Mia is now. Yeah, we have some fun old pictures on there. It's and fabulous. you can find links to all our social and our Gmail on our f- website. And also on our Anchor, anchor.fm. You can leave us like a message if you want to there. But uh, I check voices. the social multiple times a day, every day. So just DM us, PM us, message us What's however a you PM? want. A private message. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like less... I don't know anything. I don't know. It's like less sexual than a DM. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you say one <laughs> over the other. Okay. Um, so next next time we are going to have a special guest. Very so excited. She is an avid reader and um, a teacher. So she's struggling right now, <laughs> given that it's height of remote learning. Um, and so she's looking forward to coming on and chatting with, ch- chatting with us about the section beginning Thursday, October 30th, World Civ, all the way to the end of book two, Princess in the Spotlight. All right. That's very exciting. And I very think it's exciting. just time to say a royal goodbye to you. And to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.